cliffcentral.com. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab and thank you for tuning in. Now today's show is another one of those shows where we're going to be discussing um, and just talking an overview over the European fashion market with a special guest who's also a fashion expert who will be joining us all the way from Lisbon, Portugal. They call it Lisboa. Now fashion is a business and to be able to keep up and keep sales high, obviously we've got to shift a few strategies considering how globalization is also changing the name of the game. According to an article I came across on HabN2Growth.com, they basically are talking around the impact of globalization on businesses globally. And obviously this affects us, whether you're in fashion, whether you're in selling bread, I'm sure we are all going through the same thing. So expanding the geographic footprint of your business has always been an expensive and risky proposition. The risks have not gone away. They've actually just shifted. Currently, globalization is a developing and stabilizing force. However, there's... We have to have, there's got to be some caution because obviously times change, markets are fluid, short term opportunity abroad abounds. And obviously with that opportunity becomes, uh, potential for future risk. So, you know, they say if you're not taking aggressive steps to expat- expatriate your business, maybe you're making a big mistake. However, because you guys are on Twitter as well, what is your take on the impact of globalization when it comes to your fashion business? Our lines are open and we're also on Twitter on Fashion Lab um, AF and we'd love to hear from you. Um, we definitely have an, a WhatsApp line as well, which is um, plus 277974820902090. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and this is going to be a very interesting topic. Um, I also believe that, you know, for us to do business, for us to be able to grow, um, it's important for us to touch base with what's happening in other fashion um, markets across the globe. Now, before I introduce our special guests today, we're joined by Morag Stein, who is our internationally accredited beauty consultant and makeup artist. She'll be glamming up the show with her glam up and she's here with us. Hallelujah. Hi. <laughs> Finally. Welcome to the show, Mark. Yes. Thank you. Back in studio, you know, someone's been gone for a while. <laughs> and what you are you so wearing? Much. What's inspiring your look? Um, so I'm probably, I think everyone was a bit shocked when I walked into studio today. Um, it's probably the most casual I've ever been. <laughs> um, but I literally rushed, um, from set to studio. So I'm li- really in my set clothes and, um, as someone in the industry or the those that are listening, you'll understand what I mean by set clothes because it involves skinny jeans, sneakers, and a really comfortable tee. So that's pretty much what I'm wearing. But yeah, I'm still still fashionable. You know, you you can't be like putting on anything. I mean, I did think about this very casual outfit for a few hours, um, and I'm I've got I'm wearing my new Converse sneakers. Um, I mean, Liz, you know, I'm I'm quite a sneaker um, whore, uh, but I got these. Converse sneakers last week and I'm really loving them. I'm, I've never been a Converse girl, so I'm like a Converse virgin. So, but I, I am loving them. They're very comfortable. And Liz, you're also looking very casual Gosh. today. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most casual I've looked. And I, I think I've put out some tweets. I'm sure you guys have seen me in this little big, like, T-shirty, off-shoulder, high-low, uh, T-shirty kind of vibe. I've got boots on and denim because I had errands this morning. Do not ask me where I was <laughs> <laughs> and what I was doing. All I know is I couldn't heal up and I couldn't skirt up 
considering where I was going. But I think it's also the weather and I think it's also, I've had oh, a very, um, this weather, busy week and busy life. So mm. I think it's also just a reaction of how I'm feeling and how clothes, you know, just work with, with the mood. Um, anyway, so that's what I'm wearing. Thank you for asking. <laughs> now we're also joined by, uh, our New York contributor, Edgy Benson with his echoes from New York. Edgy runs NU New York, a, fas- a fashion services company based in New York. And, uh, Edgy, welcome to the show. We are glad to have you again. Hi Liz. Hi Morad. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing, you Edgy? Absolutely great. I'm good. Very good. Um it's breezy and windy in New York. And I'm I'm good. And what are what are you wearing, um, Mr. Benson? Well, not looking as snazzy as you guys are. Um I'm <laughs> I'm in a crew neck uh uh, cardigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's warm and uh, skinny pair of jeans. My uniform, you may say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you should just say set clothes. You know, Edgy, exactly. Edgy, you're, you're so you're so predictable, but once in a while you surprise me. So I hope that sometime today you might surprise me at some point of the show, whether it's the who would you want to dress and why section or just something surprising in the middle of, of the flow. But thank you for joining us. Now, um, just a quick reminder for those of you who are tuned in, uh, my favorite segment of the, sh- of the show is called Who would you want to dress and why? And I promise today that we're going to give it a nice seven minutes. <laughs> so we can oh, have, wow. yeah. Okay, well, six or seven minutes. Don't look at me like that. And remember all of us that jointly between me, you and Morag, that this is a joint responsibility mm. and you are your brother's keeper and your sister's keeper. So y'all are going to have to just look at me and watch the time, including our lovely guest. Mm, but yes. And for those of you who are tuned in, if you want to tweet some of your Instagram photos of who you want to dress and why, Please feel free to do so. We're on Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram, Fashion Lab Africa on Facebook, and Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. Now, allow me to introduce and welcome our special guest today. From management of the entire production processes of some of the biggest brands to analyzing product trends for every season, specifically in Milano and Paris, she's competent in selection of textiles. She goes all the way to purchasing uh, products. She negotiates prices for big budgets and has been in this game for over 25 years. Now, some of her achievements are around moving brands across borders. Uh, an example is in 2012, she opened a multi-brand boutique in Angola, Luanda, with the brands Brioni, Versace, uh, Tom Ford, Ferragamo, and Valentino. In 2012, she also created the brand Portofino that runs two shops in Luanda and is on the verge of setting up more. In 2013, opened another multi-brand boutique in Maputo with the brands Armani, Ferragamo, Versace, and Zenia. Now, like I mentioned earlier, I, you know, when, when I always want to kind of find out uh, or share more about the guests we're going to be having in studio, I get overwhelmed sometimes because, like I said, I look at her portfolio and I kind of panics. But anyways, big, it's fat. <laughs> I just want to, <laughs> I just want to literally go um, into introducing our lovely guest. She's a fashion expert, luxury and retail consultant, fashion designer at Mario Battista LDA. Please allow me to welcome to the show Francisca Marzili. Hello. Hello. Hello, Liz. Thank you. It's an honor for me to be with you. Ah, thank you so much. Oh, Welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. And congratulations on your over 25 years of really grinding in this. Um, but you're painting. 
me like a very, very old girl. No, sorry. I, that, that's not how we do. Uh, Francisca, I've, I'm just trying to let them know sorry. you've had experience. I didn't, I, did. I did not mention age. <laughs> I did not mention anything else. Some people I start early, you know? Yeah, you could have start, you could have started when at, you were at born. At 12. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Francisca, you, you, you may have started at eight years old. Who knows? You know? <laughs> no, I started. Uh, I started uh, at about uh, twenty-three. Oh, well, we, and, uh, we, <laughs> we 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 won't. We don't have. You don't have to be so honest. But listen, what I want you to be honest about, though, is I'm gonna come back to you with what are you wearing and what's inspiring your look today. Before we start, today uh, I was listening to you, and um, I'm uh, perfectly integrated. I'm wearing my uniform too. Oh. <laughs> a whole black, all black uh, garments. I'm, uh, I, I don't have, uh, um, I don't have uh, the embarrassment of, uh, of choosing uh, the combination of the of, uh, of colors and so on because my my closet is all black. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, because because I'm, I'm used to go out uh, very early and I'm used to go. Back home, uh, very late, so it's the only way to to survive. Keep, uh, <laughs> at least to, to be at ease in uh, every ambient, uh, mm. in an industry or uh, or uh, with um, lunching with uh, with a customer or or something like this. Or, or uh, and uh, so so it's easy for me uh, to man to. Okay. To look uh, okay. comfortable. Well, there goes the uniform, but I would encourage you and edge you to stay away from your uniforms because <laughs> they're not very inspiring. If, if we have to ask you every time, we're going to stop asking you. We're going to start create, recreating what you're wearing. But anyway, welcome to the show, Francisca. Thank you for joining us. Now, to get straight into the matters at hand, um, I just would love you to actually just, um, just for a brief introduction, just to give our audience more light into your world. Let's talk about Francisca. Francisca, who is Francisca Marzilli and what are some of your highlights through this journey that have actually shaped you into the fashion expert that you are today? Um, it's it's um, it's a my my passion with uh, with fashion started uh, when I was born. Hello. Um, I I grown up. Yeah. Okay. Can Sorry, we lost you for a minute. Hello? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've got you back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I grown. Uh, I grown uh, up to thirty thirty seven. I I lived in Italy and uh, um, in Italy, as you as you surely know, uh, is is easy to to keep in contact constantly with fashion, um, aesthetics and and fashion. Everything has to be functional, but everything has to be beautiful. Also, to see aesthetics is a value for for us. So um, for me, it's uh, somehow um, a kind of uh, natural natural. Uh, Natural walking uh, into the into all the all the, the the fashion the fashion field gradually since a child up to to the studies up to the university and uh, up to the to the first work uh, up to now <laughs> then uh, my aim always was uh, to be involved in an environment uh, uh, a charming uh, fashion environment uh, uh, with prestigious uh, lines so. Uh, I guess I up to now I matched I matched the the, the aim. <laughs> 
It's very, it's very nice. And it's obviously, I'm sure the whole world knows. I mean, we're all fashionable, but yes, there's prestige. And, you know, when you think about fashion, especially from an Italian perspective, um, we know that some of the best crafters, some of the best um, fashion houses, I'm not saying the others are, are not uh, a bit bigger or better, but I'm just saying that we can definitely relate and understand why you're so caught up um, in that. Now, I just want to go into just this conversation today because we are definitely talking about a few um just just talking uh, and touching on points around what's happening in the fashion industry and like i said um, mm-hmm. i've always loved the fact that we can plug in different fashion experts from across the world to just also share mm-hmm. their experiences because with globalization being here it will definitely affect how we do business and the idea yeah. is to also understand what's going on in um in every part of the world now you've watched for some of the major fashion weeks from managing their shows, backstage showrooms and activity planning. What are some of the trends you feel are shifting today on your side of the world when it comes to either how designers are showing in Europe today or maybe the type of models they're getting on the runway or the venues and also obviously the after show sales. Let's talk a bit about, maybe let's start with just the venue, the models, the production of, of the shows. What's, what's changing? What are some of the ways that people are moving and shifting, brands are moving and shifting towards um, today based on maybe just the economic trends or based on the fact that, you know, things have changed and people have to change the way that they they do they, they work. Yes, I would say that, that the motto of today is uh, in, in every field, but in, in, especially in fashion, if you don't change, you die. <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> But it's, it's like this. You don't survive uh, without changing. You cannot uh, uh, act and uh, work uh, as uh, 10 years ago. You cannot uh, act and work as five years ago. You have to work and act as it's done now. Because otherwise you miss, uh, you miss uh, the steps. You miss uh, uh, informations. And another thing I wanted to, to point that is that um, is, uh, it's very... Uh, I, 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 um, it's very um, li- limited. I don't know if it's right. Limited. <laughs> but limiting, yeah. Limiting, limiting, yes, thank you. <laughs> it's very limiting to think about a local, uh, a local uh, business. Because uh, uh, the media we have uh, today are not... Uh, So uh, the 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 big uh, the big village that we were dreaming about uh, ten years ago it's it's real now and uh, now uh, we are uh, talking by Skype from one other one hemisphere to another so it's very limiting to talk about a a, a local business a local business uh, is uh, something. Uh, I see just in a, in a, a small uh, a small uh, atelier tailored that Okay. Uh, Francisca, sorry yeah. sorry we are losing you a bit in and yeah. out. Um can you Yeah. Yes. Okay, now that's better. We were losing you for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what you're saying mm-hmm. is that you know being limited in a local space and setting up your local business is no longer um is not the way. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We are talking from an hemisphere to another in this moment, like uh, we were sitting uh, one in front of other. Uh, so I think it's uh, all the all the, the, the borders are... are, are ha- have are been dead. killed. <laughs> the world is borderless. Uh, yeah, 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I would say so. And so, especially in a world. That, yes. Go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, especially in this world that is made of uh, visibility of uh, images of uh, uh, informations, uh, visual informations like fashion, is is uh, impossible to 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 be fixed in a local reality. Mm. I guess so. So do you find that um it, through the fashion weeks um in Europe right now because obviously you just finished yeah. uh what did they just finish was it Paris yes what what did what was the yeah. last one was it Paris It's not almost it's not almost finished but um uh, it's uh, it's happening um Paris So do you yeah. do you find there's yeah sorry do you find there's an integration of different brands all across this platform so you look at Milano you look at the designers showing in Milano and then you look at Portugal uh Moda Lisboa mm. then you look at um London Fashion Week and then you look at um you know do you find that there's so many different brands um showing through these platforms that are not necessarily home brands of those fashion weeks yeah. meaning there's a lot of integration when it comes to yes uh, i i conf- i can uh, confirm what you say um fashion weeks uh, are uh, are not now always more and more um, inclusive. So um, we can see even uh, reality from abroad that uh, expose uh, in uh, in Paris or in Milano or uh, in London or uh, also in Lisbon. But um, the, 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 aim, uh, the, the, the aim is to match the public. So it doesn't matter where you are locally. It matters if you are visible, if you are mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in, a, in a media platform, if uh, you are on a, on a fashion week, uh, it's it's important to be visible. So now, tell, uh, let's yeah, let's yeah. talk about fashion week and private shows. Are you finding that is there a trend that is more towards um, fashion week uh, and are more brands getting into fashion week now, or are brands actually uh, kind of delving out and trying to find more uh, unique uh, sort of ways uh, and more exclusive ways besides fashion week to show? What's what's the norm right For now? Sure. In, in is it and is it different between Portugal and Milano and Paris? What's what's where are people gravitating yeah, towards? Uh, it, it depends. Uh, we have a more inclusive system in the fashion weeks in the organizations. So also the organizations are more interested in knowing who is going to uh, is going to 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 make a fashion show. Um, but in the end, in the other end side, uh, we have also another tendency that is uh, especially um, that is uh, is to to show in special events, special uh, environments like uh, museums or. or uh, or uh, particular structures. Uh, now I'm 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 going back uh, over one season. I remember the the last show in uh, Rio uh, of uh, the Louis Vuitton. Uh, it was in uh, an amazing uh, structure made by an architect. Uh, now I, I miss, uh, I miss uh, the, the name, but uh, um, I guess that. Uh, also to find an extraordinary way to impress people because everything is visible at this moment mm-hmm. everything uh, i can take a picture of my of my of a shirt and put it on the instagram or uh, <laughs> so somewhere. black shirt <laughs> your uniform do you think do you yeah, think it uniform. is 
Sorry, do you think it is beneficial for designers to do a private show or to show at at Fashion Week? Ha, it's a good uh, it's a good uh, it's a good uh, question. I would say that uh, if uh, there are uh, contemporary with the Fashion Week is always good because you can. Uh, you can benefit as a, as a, you can imagine a small as a small business unique um, business that is uh, finding uh, the best way to show his collection uh, it's the the, the, bet, the best uh, period to to show it is for sure during a fashion week in that town Okay. Mm. If, if I am, a, if I have a small reality, I I don't have so many, uh, also so many sources, uh, economic sources, mm. uh, resources, and uh, and uh, and um, I know that, uh, for instance, uh, it's, hap- it's going to happen uh, Lisbon uh, Fashion Week. I I can uh, book a uh, hotel, uh, uh, a room in an hotel, and show over there. Mm. So even if uh, I'm not included in the f- calendar of the fashion week, I uh, I guess that uh, one intelligent way to deal with this uh, could be uh, to uh, to show in a in a in a small uh, in a, also small in a private, outside private show. Yeah, mm. both private yes. but uh, contemporarily to that uh, to that, uh, to that uh, event. Yeah. yeah. What I was going to say is Edgy is here as well. Um, and Edgy also runs a fashion house, um, in New York. And he's mm-hmm. obviously our, mm-hmm. uh, New York connection who brings up, out, you yeah. know, some of the scenarios, um, as or current state of, um, of, of, of matters, um, on that side of the world. Mm-hmm. Edgy, do you want to just, um, just, you know, give us some of your echoes from New York. Give us some of your insights so far uh, on the conversations. Obviously, there are some similarities when it comes to what Francisca is talking about when it comes to the showing and uh, even things like ideas of taking advantage of a fashion week period versus uh, a little exclusive show. You know, there's all of these things. What's your take um, and what is happening on your side that you would say is actually could be the same thing happening in Europe and maybe also some of the trends that we are seeing here in the continent. I think what Francisca is saying is almost like, you know, it's like, I know we've said, we've used the word uniform too much today, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a uniform mentality for the industry, across the industry, really. Uh, in terms of, it's really global. I mean, in, in terms of showing the work, you always want to show during Fashion Week, you know. But I mean, you can show you can show privately, you can show uh, you know publicly. Uh, a lot of designers are actually choosing to show privately now because they have all these visual aids, you know. They have mm. the important thing is is visibility. So you, you can you can show physically in a local environment in a small little place, but. So long as the visibility is global, uh, so long as it is happening within Fashion Week where every eye is turned onto fashion, uh, you, you, you're fine. It's not like really a big deal uh, um, how small, how private. 
important thing is visibility. Like, mm. you know, is it, is it, is it visible? I mean, there's so many tools, you know, whether you're live streaming or Snapchatting it or Facebook Live or Periscope. So long as all of those things are there, you are just as visible as Dior showing anywhere, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. And that, those, those trends are the same every fashion week. They're the mm. same in New York, in Lisbon, in London, in Milan. It's really the same. Yeah. Um, now, back to Francisca. Francisca, do you, do you still have a lot of size zero models on the runways in Europe? Or are you seeing uh, a shift maybe towards the more normal looking <laughs> girls? <laughs> I I I miss the I miss the the the, the connection okay. for a few. Okay, so what I'm saying I, is I miss some parts. Yeah, of so your what, what I'm asking is, do you guys have? Are you still seeing a lot of size zero models across uh, the European runways, or have people started opening up and brands opening up their minds and maybe just the fashion weeks? to get girls that are not dying of anorexia or bulimic. I mean, I'm just saying, and don't yeah. like, Morag's looking at me and me and, and laughing, but I'm thinking that's the truth is no. because what I realized, um, even from last year, from mm-hmm. September shows in New York, a lot of the shows we went to actually had more of a normal type girl. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. where are the models actually, you know? So the question mm-hmm. is just, have you seen a shift of the types of models that um, brands are choosing to work with today uh, compared to what it was before? Yeah. Uh, sensitivity toward this, uh, this uh, matter is, uh, is uh, something that is uh, developing a lot. It's, uh, it's strongly developed uh, sensitivity against uh, anorexia and uh, this kind of diseases. Uh, so um, what uh, all the industry here in Europe is trying to do since uh, uh, several years, I would say, um, is to uh, propose uh, different models of beauty, different models of uh, feminine. Uh, in this case, I think we are talking about uh, feminine um, fashion, uh, a more uh, feminine, a more round kind of uh, beauty for instance uh, and, and uh, uh, a big uh, a big example uh, a huge example of this uh, is uh, how we see uh, a Beyonce or a, a Kim Kardashian that uh, uh, is uh, that are um, more or less um, a kind of image models are upcoming Hmm. So I the, don't know. So the skinny can, girl, so the skinny girls the now want to look like Kim K <laughs> on that side of the world. <laughs> no, uh, I I I would say that uh, um, um, being more inclusive, a more inclusive engine, uh, the whole industry of fashion, uh, it's including also another kind of uh, beauty, yeah. uh, a kind of uh, I would say a, a kind of forgot beauty. Yeah. Since uh, the fifties, we forgot that kind of beauty, mm. but now is. Thanks God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad. I have uh, a, I have a chance uh, in life. Coming again. Hall- and, uh, it's very. I, I was like, hallelujah. Cause you know, Edgy, uh, you, yeah. you just experienced the, the New York Fashion Week as well. Did you see a change? Is there a decline more and more, uh, on the size zero model or are you seeing just variety? Uh, what, 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 what did you see this season? 
You know, the, the thing is, fashion has changed so much, you know, and designers are trying to catch up with that, too. You know, social media and everything else has moved fashion so far away from those other realities we used to have, the skinny girls. And anyway, I mean, in Europe, they have they are trying to, to control this, like, but... To be honest with you, the, the industry itself is doing without without even any legal efforts. You know, um, the, the industry is changing all of those things. Like this time in in, in Fashion Week, uh, the one that just finished, the silhouettes themselves they didn't even you didn't even need to be skinny. You know, the silhouettes were boxy and uh, you know very androgynous. You don't. So for designers, you don't have to have this super skinny girl. Fashion itself is humanizing around just the realities of the buyer and, uh, you know, the, the consumer is so directly, uh, the reach to the consumer is so direct now. Everybody knows who their consumer is. And, you know, so it's not like you're trying to woo somebody with images that are, that I lie, you know, or that cannot be su- supported, you know. <laughs> Edgy, you know? On, on the contrary, I was going to say, I still see all of this. Uh, I still see a lot of celebrities slapping the media with lawsuits around the photoshopping of the fact that, you know, someone's got such a big bum or big thigh. Suddenly they've got a gap and they're like, that's yeah. not my that's not my thigh. No, that's not it. That's not it. But anyway, I want to move back to Francisca when it comes to mm-hmm. the retail side, because I want to we just t- t- touching on a few points. When it comes to retail um, in Europe right now today in the fashion industry, mm-hmm. do you feel uh, there's a decline when it comes to uh, the brick and mortar uh, versus online retail? Have designers and brands gravitated more towards curating beautiful online uh, sort of retail um, one-stop shops? Or do you still see a sort of balance where you've got what? Like, what is it? Is it more online uh you know, retail, or is it uh, just kind of balanced, um, or is the brick and mortar also still doing really well um, in most cities in Europe? Well, um, I have to point point one one thing um, that uh, consumers in Europe are about uh, uh, Europe actually uh, has. Uh, um, I take I took note of this number that is very. <laughs> Big for me, uh, seven hundred thirty-eight billions and nine hundred thousand uh, inhabitants that are consumers. So the market is very fragmented. Very, um, and the, the market is very fragmented. Uh, one thing is to talk about the market in Italy. One thing is, is to talk about the market in Germany, uh, about uh, marketing in Spain, uh, about marketing in Russia. So uh, it's very difficult to, to give a, a unique definition of this. What I can say about, uh, about, uh, about uh, the, the, the trend, the, uh, um, a unitary trend uh, from the last uh, textile fairs is that, um, Customers are always more uh, sensitive to the to quality, to the quality price relationship between quality and price. So, um, what what I was what I would say is that uh, is a, is a very fragmented market. And uh, for instance, in Portugal we have we have um, a new wave of confidence. Uh, after a big crisis we had uh, the last five years, 
uh, now uh, we are starting to see the light in the end of the tunnel. Brightly positive, but uh, we started to be confident again, consumers. Uh, so, um, so, so, question, yeah, a question to you, Francisca, is: Do you guys do? You, would you say that the European consumer is more of I want to touch and I want to feel and I want to try on this piece, or yes? Do you, okay, I was, I that's was, what you're saying. I was, yeah. Okay. I was trying to to reach this point. Okay. Um, uh, so there is a future for the for brick instance, and mortar. In, that mean the brick yeah, and mortar is not going anywhere. There is. I guess that uh, there is a future for this kind of a more traditional uh, market, uh, more traditional trade, but uh, um, uh, e-commerce can only improve the results. Yes. Because... Uh, because it depends from the locals' uh, reality, eh? from the local realities. For instance, if I have uh, uh, a, a small shop in the Provence, I I, I don't know uh, how it's going. I, I need to 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 to, to move for a, a capital for a, uh, to to a capital or to open a, a site on the internet or to give more visibility mm. in the, the matter we were talking about uh, before, mm-hmm. but. Uh, if I have uh, uh, um, a, um, a good concept, a strong concept, uh, I have a new product. I can count on this uh, on this uh, uh, kind of uh, reference in creating this reference, and uh, then people is going to uh, to look for me. But uh, the, it's it's something that is constructed by communication. It's not uh, it's not uh, growing by itself. Uh, I don't know if, if I if I express the idea of uh, yes, or, uh, it's, or, yes. Mm-hmm. It's just good to know if there is a decline in the you know brick and mortar um, retail's way of doing things. Whereas edgy on the flip side in New York, uh, when you speak on behalf of the U.S. market, it's it's actually declining, right? Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, I mean, brick and mortar will always be a feature, but the, the market here is evolving towards uh, a lot more towards com- the convenience of online, you know, and so it's different, different realities. I mean, it's not super drastic, but I do know that uh, brick and mortar is not as, as, um, as successful. I mean, as strong as, as online today in, in the in the US, you know, yeah, it's um, it's just the so the convenience of uh, but again, again, it's local though. The U in America, I think convenience is a big yes. is a big thing. Yes. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in Europe, the consumer is happy to take a trip to the shop, try on the dress, feel yes. the fabric, have a glass yes, of wine. So. <laughs> online, <laughs> yes, take, but take it's the wine <laughs> It's like to say um, when you when you I, I like to go shopping in Avenida da Libertade here in Lisbon or uh, Via Monte Napoleone or uh, Piazza Duomo in Milan, but uh, uh, when I I go to go there talk with uh, the sellers and uh, try the, the garments, but if uh, for instance I need to repeat one pair of shoes, uh, for instance, or an accessory, I can do this uh, by internet. Mm-hmm. So in this, this was the, the thing I was saying, I was trying to say before when I said that e-commerce can help, can improve the results mm-hmm. in this sense. 
I go to the shop to make a first a first ball. But uh, after, when I go home and I think that uh, that uh, that kind of belt could match this uh, dress <laughs> I bought, I can do this uh, by 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 internet. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it's so funny. Like <laughs> so funny. no no leave right. So that's almost like the direct like a direct flip of what happens here because here mm-hmm. the store kind of complements the internet. Like okay, if you have a if you have a store on the ground, it helps your internet sales. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. while for her, the internet sales are helping the store. You know, <laughs> but, <laughs> it's interesting. But that's why these conversations are so important because you know, and as as I think a lot of brands who are looking to penetrate um, beyond their comfort zone also need to be able to be aware of like what are, what are, what are the trends because mm-hmm. what's happening in the U.S. and the consumer behavior and the way that the retail bounces off of the, the you know the 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 shop on the street is so different from the other side that you have to really be aware of what's happening. I was going to just add on, Francisca, I was going to say you really have time. You know, I'm one of those people who if I find a good shoe, or I find it's, if it's the shoe of my life, it's the shoe. If there's red, blue, yellow, pink, and yellow, green, we take them all I'll quickly and, and run. Yes. Because I, I can't yes. be in the shop for more than I'm going to die in the yes. shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Francisca, you sound like the girl who goes in the shop and then you're like, uh, let me see. Then you go dream about it. Then you come back again. Then you go dream no, about I'm it. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not this kind of customer. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm not this kind of customer, but I can introduce you to some of them. <laughs> when I say that, is uh, the, the first experience with the product, the first uh, approach to the product has to be made uh, has to be made uh, uh, directly. Mm. Experience the yes. fabric, and so on. Yes. then uh, then in a second time. <laughs> You can have uh, the, the finishings. Uh, <laughs> but, so. but Francisca, that's going to buy things two times. Why don't you just buy it in the shop or go and buy it online? <laughs> yes, it can happen, but uh, not so many. Uh, not um, I don't have so many time to spend in a shop. <laughs> out and uh, buy something uh, when I'm home, hmm. or I, I see something in the shop that I like. I don't want to buy now. But uh, I'm. I keep thinking of it, and uh, then I buy when I'm in front of the computer, and uh, I can uh, have a look on the site and uh, and pay that by credit card, and so receive it home. <laughs> Francisca, tell me, where do you see the future for fashion in general? With all, <laughs> and, I, and I'm asking, and I'm asking this, and um, I'll also get to pick Edge's mind and Morag as well before we go into glam up, but. Think about just the political trends right now. I mean, think about Trump and his one President Trump and his 100 days. And then think about Brexit and we, it's still in the air. We don't know where that's going. But all these decisions that are being made by the leaders of this different um, global uh, uh, power uh, regions are actually going to affect us in such a way that we don't even know what's coming yet. So where do we see the future of Africa, of, of fashion, not just African fashion, but generally fashion today? What, what's your, where do you see us going? Uh, for sure, politicians and politics are so, so important in our daily life that I, 
I think that it's difficult to produce something, what's happening. What I can say is uh, uh, that um, final consumer, I guess that I, uh, here I can, I can uh, talk uh, uh, for, a, for a huge part of uh, consumers in the world are more sensitive to quality. This is what matters. Mm. And uh, uh, about politics, uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yes, and the reason we don't, don't, yeah, we don't have to go into the politics, but the truth is able. all of that will affect what is coming next for fashion globally. Mm. Anyway, Edgy, uh, what are, what's your intake? What's your two cents on where we are going with this uh, fashion industry generally? What do you think? What do you see? What do you predict? I think, I think politicians will always affect fashion in the way that they restrict they restrict commerce but fashion also is an art and during this last fashion weeks all of, across Europe and in, in the US you can see how fashion is fighting politics with messages and mm-hmm. and all of these things that they're doing so fashion remains an art form that will continue to fight for expression mm-hmm. no matter what the politicians do mm-hmm. you know yeah. Thank, thank, yes, thank you so much Francisca, mm-hmm. don't go anywhere Edgy, thank you for your contributions We're just going to quickly roll over to Morag Stein with her glam up And then we will wrap up the show With our who would you want to dress And all of that stuff So just sit tight um, and let's uh, Plug in Morag, welcome again Thank you so much Liz, mm-hmm. thank you So, you know what um, I've seen and used them all um, If I could have majored in a lipstick Degree in college I probably would have um, you know what, and if I look at my makeup stand at home, um, it, it's actually scary of how many lipsticks I own. Um, you know what, and when I get asked um, the ever-important question, what is your favorite or what um, color will I look good in, um, I'm really equipped to to reply with quite a detailed answer. Um, and the secret answers pretty much lie in the so-called cult classics, as I like to call them. Um, they're the lipstick colors um, that crop up regularly in articles, in conversations, they're the best of the best um, You know, I swear by them I've done a bit of research to see which are the top lipsticks um, And obviously which, the, the, you know, which are the lipsticks that the pros recommend um, And they're really called the most universally um, flattering ones So basically the studies have been done on six women um, Different race, different skin tones And these are the lipsticks that came out You know, that look the best on everyone so of course the one that I'm wearing today is Mac Ruby Woo which I mean listen if you don't know what that color is you're living in it you should cage. go sleep yeah no really <laughs> so it's Mac Ruby Woo NARS semi-matte lipstick in Siap and that's sort of a very bright pink color Revlon um, super lush lipstick and fire and ice I mean Revlon's fire and ice is like 20 years old as well if you don't know that color you're living in Okay, sleep. <laughs> and then, of course, Urban Decay Vice Lipstick in the shade 1993. Um, Clinique Almost Lipstick in Black Honey. That's a very nude color. And then, um, you know what? I really just today want to share. It's quite a chilled um, glamour session. But I just feel, you know, we're going into a season change. We're going into autumn here. The Northern Hemisphere is going into spring. And with that, um, I just want to share some of my favorites. You know, it's something that I would have loved to have done in summer. But, of course, you know, as these segments go, we have to plan whatever comes our way. So it's just something, um, you know, that I really want to share. So it's really um, we're going to start starting from the crown literally down to the toes. So, you know, I always say... Um, 
literally starting from the crown. Um, it's as you know, um, as listeners, it's my resolution to meditate and get balanced. Um, so yes, I do meditate. Um, and I think that it's important for everyone. You know what? There's meditation sessions worldwide, free meditation sessions. So, you know, when you feel like you're about to put your hands in your hair and pull your hair out, just do a little YouTube search, close your eyes for 10 minutes and just breathe, um, you know. And then also, um, you know, before we pull pull hair out, as you know, my hair is one of my prized possessions. Um, it's all 100% what my mama gave me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes, um, for those who don't know, um, I'm about 30% grey now, but awkwardly, not in a nice way because it's, it's growing in patches. So I need to go and get my roots done every six weeks um, and obviously I only get it done professionally I do not home DIY this as much as I love home DIYing um, and then I only use a color called Olaplex um, which is a patent active ingredient and it actually works on a molecule um, level and it seeks out broken bonds in the hair that's caused by all these chemicals that we put on our hair every day and thermal damage so that's the only thing that I use and then of course um, all natural products on my hair um, conditioner I use the Miracle mask from Marrakesh products um, and then my best kept secret for thickness and growth is actually a South African made product um, and it's called Drenay's Miracle Hair Growth Shampoo. I've actually <laughs> met Drenay. So she's this old lady from Victoria. She's so cute. I actually think she makes the shampoo in her garage. But anyway, irrespective of all of that, it really does work. It's amazing and it's completely herbal and then of course once a week I do the Vatica Garlic Oil Soak um, and then on my skin, um, I obviously have my dermatologist, um, Dr. Rakesh Navaj, to thank for most of it. But my daily routine basically includes um, washing with an all-natural aloe vera um, face wash, then my magic turmeric and cinnamon mask, which I do twice a day. Yes, twice a day for 10 what? Did minutes. Did you say turmeric and cinnamon? And cinnamon. So what I'll do is I'm not going to go through the recipe now. I will post it on my social media pages, but it is amazing. Liz, I'll give it to you later. Um, and then, of course... Um, I use Rufreti's, um skincare, um, and then I actually mix my day cream with a bronzer, and that gives my skin a really beautiful, radiant glow as well. Um, and then come Hello High Water SPF 50, and I use um, the one from Eucerin, which is available in most grocery stores, actually. Um, and then, of course, a smile. So if all else fails, <laughs> just smile. <laughs> and, you know, it's a great dis- distraction. Um, and then also, I'm a firm believer of there's nothing wrong with going for a little bit of a jab of I woke up like this and we all know where, where I'm going with that a little bit of the, the Botox um, and then of course um, I thread my face um, every two weeks um, just because I really love the precision that it provides for the eyebrow shape as well as the smooth skin texture that it has so the makeup you know my foundation goes on really beautifully um, over a smooth skin and then of course um, eye cream is key I grew up with my mother using Estee Lauder's Night Repair until today that's all I use I swear by it I recommend it to my clients and of course it is really amazing and then also please tint your brows and lashes I don't know there's some woman brunettes walking around with like blonde brows and I'm like what please there's nothing wrong with doing that it looks you know it just gives you a, a lift and then of course um, I use coconut oil on my skin daily after a shower for maximum absorption because that's when your pores are open um, and then I also use the Caribbean tan cinnamon scrub which um, you know the cinnamon also provides an anti 
antioxidant um, property to your skin. So if you've got any reactions or, you know, you're feeling a little bit tired or something, it really just boosts your skin. Um, and then I do dry skin brushing every day as well. This is not, now you realize how long it's taking me to get ready in the a- morning. Edgy and Francisca, are you writing notes? Because I, I, I wasn't yeah. writing notes and now I feel like someone needs to share these notes with me. So, um, dry skin brushing, um, every day for cellulite prevention, um, and also now that I'm getting older, I can actually see the damage that the sun has caused. Um, Liz, you won't suffer with that. Um, but yes, now I'm avoiding the sun at all costs because I've just realized it's so damaging. So um, anyone who knows me, I probably smell like self-tan 90% of the time. But, you know, that's my that's my secret. And then, of course, um, I'm obsessed with layering makeup. So I love to start off with um, a Smashbox product. So it's, the, it's called the Primer Water. It's just so amazing. I actually use that as a foundation. And then I top it off with a rose water spritzer um, and just some translucent powder. Um, and then also a great tip is um, when you wash your face, dry your eyelashes with a hairdryer and then curl them. And that gives your lashes a great um, curl. And it also stays the whole day. Also, my God, <laughs> in my morning coffee, I promise you, every morning I cannot drink a cup of coffee if it does not have a teaspoon of gelatine in. And this is obviously for my hair growth and cell renewal and also a teaspoon of coconut oil just to lubricate everything inside. My um, word. And also longevity yeah. as well. Um, you know what? And just as much as I emphasize on male grooming and how important it is, ladies, it's important for you to do it as well. Okay. Please keep it. Keep it clean. Um, and also, most importantly, go for manicures. Go for your pedicures. There's nothing worse than unkept pores. And you know what they say about women who have manky feet. I'm not even going to go there. Um, and then I also... Um, you know what? The best mask that you can do, you know, prep um, shaving gel that men use. I'm um, not shaving gel, shaving cream. It's like an aftershave cream. If you put that on your hands and feet and then actually cling wrap it and sleep with it on, it's the most amazing moisturizing mask you can ever do. Morag, what are, what are we going to do wrapping our legs and hands? I'm Who are you, you going to bed with? Because so maybe it depends those on your schedule. Those are your alone nights. Those are your alone nights. <laughs> Um, and then also, um, as you all know, I work out every day um, when I can. And obviously, um, you know, with the release of endorphins and that also, uh, you know, because of the long schedules that we have, the busy sort of day, the 18-hour day, I just find that working out really helps me um, actually survive. Um, and then also getting back to stress management. Um, I'm a firm believer in self-spoils. And this means at least a massage once a month. I know, Liz, you're also a firm believer. Yeah. <laughs> It's whenever I can. It's, you have to do it. Um, you know, and your body is a temple and we use and abuse it, but we forget to give back to it. So I feel like a little quick massage is just all that you need. And last but not least, be a water baby. Water is life. Um, it's one of the most important things that we need. And, you know, our bodies are made up of most of it. And I actually, I'm a firm believer that it, water could actually cure cancer. Um, that's how much I believe in drinking water. If you're feeling sick or you have a headache, just have some water. So I'm going to be uploading some more tips um, on my Glam Up blog. And you can follow me on all social media platforms at Moragstein. That's M-O-R-A-G-S-T-E-Y-N. Thank you, Liz. Wow, <laughs> what to say? We took wow. notes. I hope those who are listening have taken notes more. Thank you for that glam up session. I was going to say, if you do not uh, work out every day, you can still really 
release those endorphins in other ways. Chocolate is very good. And sex yeah. is also very good. Just make very sure good. you're doing it with the right person, you know. <laughs> but there are other ways. But Morag, thank you for your tips. Uh, for those who are tuned in now, uh, you've just caught us uh, winding up um, um, at Fashion Lab. We've been speaking to fashion expert, luxury and retail consultant and fashion designer at Maria Batista. Uh, her name is Francisca Marzili. And Francisca, we thank you for joining us today. It's been great having you on the show. And then could you just maybe share with our audience how they can connect with you, whether it's the website, whether it's social media, uh, if you could just share uh, that. Mm-hmm. I have uh, an um, Instagram and a Twitter, Franz Marzili. It's Simple. Franz Mazzilli, yes, the one I'll, you mentioned. I'll spell it for the our the listeners. Franz Mazzilli is F R A N Z M A R Z I L I. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been Thank great you. talking to you and all the best with your uh, fashion business. And uh, I'm sure we will meet again. Um, and then on the flip side, we are on our who would you want to dress and why. Do not ask me why we have three minutes, but we're just going to, it's, it's just going to have to be what we work with now. So before you go off, uh, we're going to start with Morag. Who would you want to dress and why? I know I've used it before, but oh my God, J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, that woman, I have the hugest woman crush on her. Like I can't, she just every, I think she wakes up every morning and she looks at herself and she goes, oh my God, I'm more beautiful today. Or like I can't get over it. So yes, once again, I would love to, love to, love to dress J-Lo. J-Lo, if you're listening, please. Wow. Edgy, who would you want to dress and why? Actually, no, you're going to influence Francisca. Francisca, who would you want to dress and why? I'm coming to Edgy after you. <laughs> You'll see why. Lizzo <laughs> Gumba. Uh, ah. <laughs> I would like to. Ah, I would and, like to. And why is yeah. that? <laughs> oh, sorry? And why? We normally say who and why. Who and why? Because uh, she has a strong energy that I admire a lot, and um, and uh, every every color is stunning on her. Thank you very much. I'm flattered. Um, Edgy, who would you want to dress and why? <laughs> <laughs> I want to dress my niece. Actually, we're working on a project now for a week or so. Okay. Um, yeah, we she she just graduated college, and um, I'm trying to kind of keep her with what the trend. I'm imagining she's in New York City, so we're looking for a big, boxy, oversized coat in Africa. <laughs> That's the project. <laughs> Edgy, Francisca, there's a reason why I put Edgy after you because he could have influenced you in a different way. Well, today I want to dress. Um, Hmm. I think I want to dress you, Francisca. I'm sorry to do this, but I'm going to want to dress you today because, uh, mm-hmm. um, and I want to dress you in a Liz O because you, um, going to have to find a way to take you out of your uniform. So I think the only way to do that is to dress you because my stuff is so colorful. You, you'll probably need sunglasses <laughs> when you wear Liz, but I think it's, uh, it's amazing. I also like to dress strong, beautiful women. So actually I want to dress all the cool women around me. I want to dress mm. Morag today. I want to dress my mama i want to dress all my friends and all my besties i want to dress all the cool women including you francisca how is that oh thank you (laughs) well for those of you who are tuned in this is the fashion lab we hold it down here every thursday two to three central african time 
Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We are on www.fashionlabafrica.com. Think about your fashion businesses. Think about how you're going to play and how you're going to adjust, especially because we are living in a time where globalization has really impacted the way we do things. Otherwise, for now, it's peace and love. Until next week. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.